1: This is a pre recorded program presented by KSL News Radio and Intermountain Healthcare. Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. We discuss the important community issues of stronger mental health, emotional wellness, and the growing problem of addiction. Here's our host, Maria Chaleos, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 11:60 a.m.
0: Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. Today we are talking about COVID-19. What else are we talking about, right? COVID-19 and how to help kids cope. And with me today is Dr. Brooks Keishan. He's a child abuse pediatrician and child psychiatrist at the University of Utah Health and Primary Children's Hospital. Doctor, thanks so much for being with me today. Happy to be with you. Doctor, it's a stressful time. I think we need to start out and talk about communication and how, how can we really help folks communicate properly and really get the right messages to kids and reduce stress?
1: Well, you know, I think that that's a great place to start. And, you know, I think reflecting on the fact that things are different, that we're doing things differently than we've done kind of in generation or in a generations, really, um, going back to basics and thinking about what works well when families are functioning normally is generally a good place to start. So if we're thinking about communication specifically with kids, you know, we want to be asking ourselves, what are we trying to communicate with our children, and, and how do we best go about doing that? Um, from, a, from a practical standpoint, you know, I think we all know that when we have time and we're focused and we're being purposeful with our communication, That's usually when it goes best. And so in a situation like responding to COVID and the pandemic and and also in thinking about kind of recent events like the the earthquake, using those same approaches are really kind of critical. Um, If we're going to talk as a family about what's going on, Let's do it purposely. Let's do it in child-friendly language. Let's do it when we can all be together and, and frankly, not be rushing off or doing a million other things or checking social media or this and that. Um, And to be able to ask, you know, do you have any questions? And and at the same time to feel uh, empowered when a child asks a question that we don't have the answer to, to say, you know, I actually don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to find out as best as I can and let you know.
0: With this ever-changing situation, we are bombarded with information, necessary information that we need. But how much of that information should we actually be passing on to our children? You know,
1: it it varies uh, by age of kid, and it also varies by the kid themselves. Um, We don't want to do what's called... in a lot of ways, we'll think of it as parentification of a child. So so some children, you know, will kind of look and say, oh, well, they're, they're mature, they're older, they can handle this and that. It's really not um, fair to be kind of, you know, putting the most concerning or most sensitive information in front of them just to see how they react to it. Uh, rather, you know, I think if we go from a framework of what would you like to know, what would be helpful for you to know? often the child can guide us or the adolescent can guide us in saying, well, what I'm most concerned about is this. And now the parent, the caregivers, the grandparents, whoever's helping with the child, now they're in a framework of saying, okay, well then how do I give you that information in a developmentally appropriate way versus I don't know what to give you, so I'm just going to give you everything. And and that everything actually might be more than the child is wanting and, and might be more than the child is ready to handle.
0: So, maybe begin by asking questions of the child before you actually dig into the conversation.
1: yeah, it's asking questions, and it's also it's in asking open ended questions um, you know when you when you look at data, when you look at how parents often communicate with kids, we ask an awful lot of yes, no, um, sometimes multiple choice, sometimes what are referred to as leading questions um, because that's just part of our normal speak. Uh, are you doing okay? That's a yes, no question. Um, You're doing okay, aren't you? That's a leading question. Um, But but when we want to really, when the child's answer is going to guide how we share information with them or how we respond to them, asking a question like, tell me how you're doing, which is really not even a question, it's just a request. There's, there's no yes or no, there's no leading, and it's really it's just inviting the child to share with us uh, how she or he is doing. That's the type of question that's going to give us that information to know what is the right next step.
0: This has to be an incredibly tough time. Well, it's it's tough for all of us, this social distancing, but for children, they are very social creatures. And isolating them to their homes must be proving difficult. How do parents best go about explaining to their children the importance of doing this?
1: Well, you know, I think it starts off with being... honest about what the right reasons are, and when we think about the data for what's driving the social distancing, the physical distancing, and why we're taking these pretty significant steps right now, it's not because we're terribly concerned about COVID and its impact on children specifically. Rather, we're concerned that children can be a way that the infection could get transmitted to more sensitive and more at-risk individuals. So starting up front with that point and saying it in a way that kids can understand, you know, this is something that we have to do as a community to keep everyone safe. If you were to get this illness, you probably would feel a little sick, and then you'd get better, and that would be it. But we need to do these things to protect all of us, including those individuals who are most vulnerable to really being sick from this disease. Using that kind of language that's very straightforward and simple, it's not overly complicated, but it helps understand, like, okay, I am not an immediate threat, but we are doing this to help others. That, that's a very different framework for kids to be working from. And I think knowing that they're not doing some of the fun activities that they want to be doing, especially as the weather starts to get warmer, it helps put that in perspective, that it's this is really a shared task that we're all undertaking. It's not a punishment. It's not going to last forever. And it's not because I'm worried that something dreadful is going to happen to you. I'm worried that as a community, we need to do this to respond appropriately.
0: Uh, I've seen a video this week on social media, two toddlers they can't be more than two years old talking about being quarantined and germs. And I thought it was really interesting that two-year-olds uh, seemed to understand the word quarantine. And they weren't so upset about it, but they were just having this fun conversation about killing the germs in a pillow fight. But I thought it was interesting, you know, that they knew the word quarantine and seemed to understand what it meant. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I think that's, you know, these words, as we're talking and as we're having conversations, especially among adults and between adults and adolescents, uh, younger children are going to be picking up on stuff. And, you know, I think the idea of what does it mean having a general idea that quarantine is something that keeps us away from germs, if a two-year-old or a three-year-old can say that, you know, clearly they're hearing what's going on, Um, but also recognizing that just because they're saying those words, the idea that they really understand kind of the intricacies that drive that or what a germ really is uh, beyond something that you kill in a pillow fight, for example. Um, that's where kind of, again, not just letting them kind of say a few words and think, oh, well, then they know what's going on. It's, it's more, okay, well, tell me about that if, if it seems like it's causing them distress. And then you might under, uncover something that the child has kind of misaligned or misattributed, and they're just using words that they're hearing the adults or the older kids say.
0: Right. I just thought it was so important that you need to realize that your toddlers are picking up on all of these things that you're trying they're, to explain to the rest of the family.
1: They are hearing everything, and especially as we're having all these conversations when everybody's at home. Um, oftentimes, they're not missing a beat.
0: Right. So do we need? how do we take that into account?
1: Well, you know, I think...
0: Or should we? we, I guess, would be my well, question.
1: You know, I think when things are going well... Um, I am a big believer that we don't mess with stuff that's working. Um, So in general, if you have two happy uh, toddler age, preschool age kiddos, and they're saying some of these words, but they're doing great, we probably don't need to change much at all. We're probably limiting kind of some of our conversations in appropriate ways, and we're answering questions when needed. If you have that same situation with the two-year-old, the four-year-old, the six-year-old, and they're, again, maybe parroting some of the words that they're hearing older kids or adults say, and they're not doing very well, they're a little less engaged than normal, they're a little more hyper than normal, maybe they're a little more aggressive uh, than normal, Maybe that's a sign then that some of the language that they're hearing, some of the conversations they're hearing, maybe, maybe that's impacting them, and maybe we need to rethink how we're having those necessary adult conversations while still making sure that we're providing a safe and supportive environment for our kids.
0: All right, we need to take a break. You're listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back.